Hey everyone, welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Before we get into the show, the moment, the moment we finish recording, Kevin now withdrew from the RBC Heritage. I had him as one of my bets. That money will be refunded, but I suggest do not bet on Kevin, uh, who is no longer playing in this tournament. All right, remember to smash the like button, leave a five-star review on the audio version, and let's get into it. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 2020 RBC Heritage Picks Preview. One and done, maybe recapping a little bit of the first week back from the COVID break on the PGA Tour. Jeff Feinberg in studio with me. It was a fun week. Oh, it was magic. It was good. It was it was magic. I didn't... It might have been felt most weeks in the grind a gut punch. But, like, smiling ear to ear. Even his lip outs. Like, unexplainable unexplainable it's almost like for me pat personally i could only compare it to um i was for about there was a 90 minute period i felt like i was watching a charger playoff game but when it was over i could just put it to bed win or lose i don't like carry it with me lose Lose. was the answer for all of us as it turned out when daniel berger ends up taking it in the playoff fair um but uh fantastic what a what a way back even got out on the weekend, like saw my buddies for the first time in forever, a little bit on the golf course. Like what a, I'm just glowing. I'm glowing. All right. Before we get into the full recap, I do want to let you know, Jeff Feinberg, the PME open, the link 4,000 seats this week, three max entry, no rake, the link to join the Pat Mayo experience open in the description of this podcast. Also, while you're at it, give the show a smash of the like and tell me who you think your winner is going to be in the comment section. And of course, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. One day, Jeff, you will leave a five-star review up there. I guarantee you, you will. I have thought about it, but is it, wouldn't that be, well... No, I, they all count. If anyone out there is thinking about it, it takes 20 fucking seconds. Review the goddamn show. How about that? I probably did in the very early days. I'll go check. But now it'd be like me, like, I won't, don't enter when you're giving away free money. I never said I was giving away free money. Oh. I'm just are you, saying. Are you giving away free money? <laughs> I never said anything about giving away free money. No, they. I'm, gotta, just, I'm just asking people to go review the show. You're right, but I, I like, I would never enter those contests. I feel like it's yeah, like. Yeah, I also, I also, if tweet. you came up out of the draw, I wouldn't give you the win. <laughs> I'd just draw another name. <laughs> that easy. Okay, I will five star review this week. Thank you. Say something you like about the show. Also, fantasynational.com. The place where you want to go for all the tools, for all the stats. Members had a really nice week on the DraftKings side of things. Saw a few Daniel Berger tickets flying out there, too. You and I, not any of them with the Daniel Berger tickets. But if you use, well, there's two things. If you use fantasynational.com slash mayo, you can get 20% off. If you have upgraded your account from the free account, there is a spot, I believe, under my accounts where you can put in promo code mayo, and you may be eligible to get another 20% off. So I think that everyone should go investigate that. You might as well save some money, right? Why not? Always. Always be saving money. Fantasynational.com slash mayo. Let's talk about the tournament. I love Burger. He's your guy, man. Jewish country club guy. He Uh, is your guy. (laughs) I've always been a big fan. I mean, for the uh, the big known player, people want the resurgence. 2017 All-Star Daniel Burger. I call President's Cups, Ryder Cups, like de facto All-Stars. Uh, you know, great to see it back uh, for all the talk of like Scotty Scheffler, maybe keeping up his good play. It was Berger. 
who I may have even had on the bet player's betting card. Maybe. He was fire going into the break, and he was like the one guy to retain that form coming out of the break. Because Harris English didn't. Uh, no, absolutely not. And yeah, always spoke kindly of him. And something I think everyone, like him, dislike him, always kind of acknowledged is uh, when in contention, he sort of has that like nerves of steel attitude about him. He's a a great player in that sense. I always found uh, a couple listeners even pointed out to me like a great quote I used to say in the burger, like when he only won in Memphis at the St. Jude. Well, you want to know something fun about this win? It falls on the week when the St. Jude used to be. That I So he still never won outside of this one week in the year. That is literally amazing. But I think the exact quote was something like, you could bet Daniel Berger and know on Sundays he's not going to be Tony fucking Finau. Yeah. Uh, he's just got something about him. And, and for all those big names, all those power names, all those great stories, I don't know, Berger ends up on top. But what a 90 minutes. Like what, what the whole day you could argue was great, but in like a non-stop um, 90 could be pushing it, but a clear like hour. I'll tell you what was fun watching all the guys I had outright bets on miss their putt on 18 by an inch to get into a playoff or Bryson airmailing the seven. He would have won. Yeah, he yeah. actually would have won. Yeah, And he had hit the worst shot of the tournament on the 17th Bryson just because he's too yoked. Bryson, Although that really came in handy. He played really well all week. Bryson didn't birdie one all weekend. I look at last three rounds. Like that. Last three rounds, he didn't birdie one or two of the two easiest holes on the field. <sighs> like he did his damage on the back yeah. side. And it's hard to get too mad at Woodland because he had hit the iron so well through three rounds, but he was a fucking disaster through like 12 holes. I don't know where. Yeah. Like what, what happened? Everything. School right. Can I say he went into the school, got his degree in right, and that's where he ended up every single time. I don't know whether it was the Tournament of Champions or maybe it was the Zozo that everyone just remembers Tiger dominating. But the last time Woodland was out there on a Sunday, it wasn't good either. It was like kind of like this. And he almost got a plaque at number four. He almost birdied four, four straight days. Like the hardest hole on the course. That would have been insane. Uh, yeah, you mentioned all those close putts on 18. All looked in from two feet out. I thought Bryce Burgers was, hit I it. thought Burger hit his. Burger hit his. I'm trying to even remember. Oh, even Xander. Even a guy I had. His was a... And Ro- well, the, I, I like the angle that they used for Rose's on the shot. It was like the behind the ball view. The same one they used for Xander when he lipped out the two-foot putt. But it was hard to get like a sense of how much it was like... Like, you couldn't tell if it was tracking in or not. Like, you could see the hole, but it was uphill. So the hole was a bit covered. I would have preferred an overhead view, but it looked like he had it just short. And it curled out left. uh, We got an overhead view on 18 when Bubba Watson had to hit his to get to 13. Because the airplane hooked us because there were no cameras. Uh, But Bubba, with that late charge, birdieing 17, 18, for a brief moment, had the clubhouse And then Kograk had some life. And then it took it Even, took it took one extra hole for the Andercurs to to really pile up on poor Colin Morikawa. Tim was, isn't it funny? By the way, that when Tim has money on someone, and Tim has uh, someone in a one and done, he's very uh, uneasy about calling a tournament over for that player when they're in the lead. But when it's our guys who are in first place and he has nothing riding on it, very quick to throw the curse out at us. 
Nothing. He deserved this. Yes. And things were not going my way. Bryson bombs 17. Did Xander put it in the water on 17? Then hits uh, the like great putt. Oh, yeah. Then he had a couple holes to try to battle back, but makes that insane bogey. But on a normal weekend, like uh, Mark Howe's 50-footer and then hitting the trees on 18 and getting the perfect lie to then set up a birdie miss because he stuck it to like five yeah, he, feet and he, missed it too. We forget that to go to 16, but he got saved by the trees. And I'm not even like mad. I'm, I'm like just having a great time. My guys are missing their putts by like a nose hair and I'm smiling. Like it was just, it was like, I don't know, man, like your favorite ex-girlfriend, like you get back together with and the first time I, I is was like a five-star bang fest i was gonna say that like that's what it was man <laughs> it was magic i was gonna think like it's having an ex-girlfriend who's pretty hot you don't speak to her anymore but she has like a fans only account or something like that you go subscribe to that for like 10 bucks a no month. that's low rent <laughs> covertly though. only fans they're probably made a killing in the covid oh yeah I saw Marenzi's girl, uh, Taylor. She's killing it. Oh. It's uh, a great way for porn stars to monetize yeah, themselves. Them themselves. Themselves. Yeah. Own, just, own yeah, that content. Own that shit. Do what you got to do. Uh, the, going back to the NFL draft, there was a lot of people that were making fun of how like over the top ESPN was, was being like the personal stories. And then one of the best like memes or jokes coming out of it was like, I can't wait for in like 18 years when it's draft night and a mother is acknowledged for supporting her like three kids for, from her OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> That's going to be a good time. Uh, back to the... Yeah, back. Let's, so let's the, find my back. The, the two things that we didn't really see, uh, they couldn't get Rory off TV quick enough. And you can't blame him. There was a bunch of guys charging for the lead and he was playing as poorly as possible. But... It was, and I know that there's a lack of cameras, but they showed every other shot that the guy hit. Kind of interesting, Jeff, to see that when Spieth dunks it out of bounds while charging for the lead, not on TV. Come on. We, we cut back to Jordan. Oh, yeah, this is for Parry. Put one out of bounds. Like, what? What are you talking about? Come on, right? <laughs> Can't make him look that bad. Although, I will say, not having anything on Spieth um, and knowing that there's something fun about not having him. And like, see him like mess up T to green, like can't hit a drive, can't hit an iron, and then him being like ten feet off the green, be like, this is gonna go in, isn't it? Yeah. Every single time. It's or when he's like fifty feet away, it's like, okay, good, maybe he'll three putt this. No, this is probably gonna go in. No. There's something like heart racing about no. it watching him. One hundred for the love of God, miss. One hundred percent right. You're like scared to death, but then when he's got like three and a half foot, okay, you're like, let's go. You're here. like, let's go. Zoom in. <laughs> Zoom in, baby. I thought Berger was going to miss his putt on, I believe it was 18. 18. He in kept, the playoff, well, or what are you talking no, about? It, on his first go on 18, he kept backing off of it and kept backing off. It yeah, was but same. he didn't take the coin he away, but, so I didn't know if he backed off. But Spieth, no, no, just like he was over it, and like he didn't like the yeah. setup. And he didn't like, it's what yeah. Spieth does on short putts. Spieth on these long putts never backs off. He just steps up and puts it in. On these two-foot putts, he's like, just put it in the fucking hole, man. Yep. Also, shout out Luke List, big time winner oh. on the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh. I, I'm not upset. I, people were like, "You must be so you you must be so upset you didn't bet." He was the fucking favorite yeah. on the Corn yeah. Ferry Tour. I'm just glad he won. Yeah. He's back this week. I bet him already this week. <laughs> Let's go, Luke List. Ryan's in good form. I don't know. I guess 
You want? Can yeah, I... the speed, the speed fan, the twenty percent got there. They got there. He was in the winning lineup. They got the there. Maker. Like, he had a they listen, got there. He had a good week, uh, but it's going to be hard to gain seven strokes putting yeah. every week. It just is. On your favorite course, that is in Augusta. I listen. If I'm a Jordan Spieth fan, I am very encouraged. One hundred percent. And as a golf fan. It was great. Listen, you know how people hate Bryce and people hate Reed. We tend to like both of those yeah. guys. But when those guys are in contention for a lot of people, it gives them someone to root against. Spieth is just that guy for us. I wish no I kind of want him to win at some point, just not one of these weeks, you know, when it's gonna cost me money. Yeah. But and it'd never, be nice to see him get back to an elite player that I can root against because everyone yeah. else is so milk toast. Like there's just something about how much he whines about everything. Just everything. We can all agree he dresses like a 12-year-old boy. Unless he dresses like Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh, crazy. Thank God Woodland got out of there, became a man. Um, my Spieth trajectory for the week was pretty crazy in the sense that I almost bet him. I didn't. I still went on to speak very kindly about him, Pat. Uh, you know, thought it was too big of an ask for the win, but everything everyone saw kind of made sense. Then you see the number go from 50 to 33. I start snickering, not posting, but 7.30 a.m. on Thursday, I lost my mind. That's it. I was like, nothing, had nothing bad to say all week. I didn't besmirch any part of it. Who couldn't have thought the layoff would have worked wonders for a guy like that? But then I saw that like number and I just like had to, I had to be the face of the brand that is this anti-speeth and giggling at you rake payers at over 20%. And then he shoves it right down. And then he like, he's got me like, he's root. It almost got to the point, Pat, where like on Saturday, I'm cheering for Rory. Even though I have no money on Rory or Justin Thomas, I'm cheering for them because I need them part of the Sunday picture. Even though I have money on Bryson and Xander and Woodland, um, they would just diminish Spieth's chances. Like, that's where, God, because I don't want to eat the, I'll own it. When it's time to eat, own it. I'll own it. But I've never been dumb enough to say he's not going to win again. We see the 50th best player win in the world yesterday. Like, all the time. I'm not that crazy. Uh, a good first step. Let's see where it goes from here. But him, like a lot of other players, found where, Jordan and I'd say how many other guys feel they had 15 under like over their four days. They can find it in like a snap of a finger well, where those strokes lost. Well, Rose, where they found Rose it. went through like an 18 hole stretch, the back nine in round three into the front nine in round four. Where he just didn't do anything. I think he like part every hole. But I would say even when Rose, everyone was like you know, raving about Rose, it was his putter more so than the irons that impressed me the most about Rose this week. Um, in terms of how, like, he was able to score so well. Yeah, I mean, he putted really well. He, he gained off the tee, hit all the fairways. He, he wasn't like a leader off the tee or a leader in approach, but he was positive in both areas. He was positive in all four strokes gain metrics. Just he had a really nice week on the greens. It went a bit cold. But, like, people pointed that to Bryson, too. It's like, if Bryson could only make a putt, it's not like the guy lost strokes putting. Like, let's be real here. He just didn't hit. People, when you have money on someone. And it they, feels different. You see every missed 10-footer, 8-footer. But you're like, dude, the guy has had a birdie chance 15 holes today. That's what you're betting on. You want to bet on Colin Morikawa coming forward? You're going to pay a price for it. But he's rarely betting for par. P putting for par. Agreed. 
It's just if he's. It's a it's day like, of birdie looks. The, the the problem with Morikawa, and it didn't really surface itself. It did, I think, on hole five yesterday. But it's not as big of a detriment to him because he hits so many greens in regulation. Like you said, he's always putting for birdie. When he misses the green, he's a fucking disaster. I was shocked that he was able to get it up and down to try to save himself uh, towards the end on like on the eighteen the first time around. I was like, oh no. But it's it w- very Cantley-esque. It's always punt for Cantley, birdie. But Cantley is like better around the green. Cantley also not in the field this week. Who does this guy think he is? Apparently he has a back issue. Acceptable. <laughs> I'm just saying the, the sort of, I mean, it's every... Or maybe he doesn't want to get COVID. He's just like, screw it. I, I'm a millionaire. Okay, maybe... I'm scared of this. I don't feel like playing. That's uh, also acceptable. Yeah. I thought we nailed it on the head last week. Everywhere except, except for, for winner. winner. Except for Webb. Sure. I but went that, down with the old Webb. He was my one happens, and done. But you hit the you hit the first round leader. Hit the first round leader. And I had posted too, which and really you, saved my ass. It appears your um opinion or way to skew the showdown with the That worked. I won big on showdown round one. That's true. Th- that little thing in the cards had hot tickets. Both of us. Yeah, that's, so well, whatever. I think we said on the show this time last week, all listen, I want to hit a winner. Hitting a winner is always the best thing that can happen. But give me some bullets on Sunday. I want the sweat back. And I had the sweat for like all eight hours minus like 45 minutes when I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Golf naps, underrated. That's my dad. That's, yeah. I love it. If you're out there and you're not having golf naps during the round, like I've started watching it at noon. It goes to yeah, a long day. Very efficient round of golf, by the way. I think that was the one thing I'd noticed. It turns out not having fans around. Who cared? Didn't notice. N- not a not change a in the world. But it did speed up the rounds, I found. Like, like that, having to clear, gonna move out of the way. Even what it, moving out of the way, walking between holes, like that had to have been the fastest final round I've seen in a long time. And it had Bryson in it, who is notoriously slow. It didn't even hit me. Um, the, it was, it was, the playoff started at like 5.58 Eastern. My spirit animals are those people that construct their own grandstand on their property. Legends. Now, they might do that every year. Like, I'm on the property anyway. Like, I'm going to build my own grandstand instead of, like, paying for a suite across the street. Sure. But, I mean, it just felt genius um, on the part of them. And I cannot... What a... Being back with PGA Tour Radio, what a pleasure. What an absolute pleasure it is it is they really i I almost want to say 10 out of 10 haskett paulson doug bell i gotta like give them the shout out pat on every level jim nance likes storytelling i mean radio like great like baseball is great for radio because there's like a storytelling aspect um that sort of thing golf on tv is hard you're jumping from hole to hole but they do like we're getting Bryson and his like six protein shakes on the radio. Um, they are just literally fawning. Like they're taking a beat to Gary Woodland on Friday and like how, his look and his trim look. Uh, you get this great story of, of Sung Jay playing every day pretty much in, in Tampa at this one course. And he shows up at the uh, first tee one day and uh, he meets uh, the Jays' new pitcher, Ryu, or what's baseball? And now, like, him and Ryu are, like, great friends from this one round of practice. Nice. I don't know. Just the radio is just, I don't know. It's just absolutely phenomenal. What you get, you get what you you want. I mean it. If your guy's, like, semi-in contention, 
The radio is outstanding. The big thing I always like to do on Sundays is turn on, like, I just open up the PGA Tour app, stream the radio. Yeah. I just put in my, like, wireless earpiece and, like, go for a run or take my son for a walk or something. Then I'm not missing anything. Oh, like man. you said, the coverage is excellent. And you get to hear more of what's actually going on yeah. on the course. What did I want to say? Oh, baseball-wise. I saw there was, like, a lot of reaction to baseball over the weekend. Are you just going to say everyone hates baseball, so shut up? No, 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 no. What, I mean, yes. I disagree I, with I mean, you. I mean, yes. Because I love Especially it. because more the, the whole thing is now, like, baseball sucks. We all know that. As a former, hey, as a former baseball writer of the year finalist, I can tell you this. Um, but people are so turning on baseball now more than ever. It's like 94 all over again. That people are mad at the owners, they're mad at the players about not getting this thing figured out. And if all the other sports did the same thing, like the NFL was talking about not coming back, or the NBA, people are passionate about those in a way where they're just not for golf, which is awesome. And I was trying to think about why. Like if the PGA said, oh yeah, you know what, we were going to come back, but then we thought, nah, we're going to come back maybe next year, maybe in the swing season, whenever. Now they got out in front of this. People would have been mad, but it's not the same fervor of anger that people have towards baseball teams. I think it's because people can go play golf. Like they're like, oh, I can't watch golf on TV. I'll go play 18 holes. No big deal. Baseball people just aren't doing that. I don't know. Baseball's different. Like, I yeah, baseball's know. for like 90 year old people. But, okay. I love baseball. Dude, how many games you watch in the regular season last year? Let me finish what I want to say. I love baseball, but to me. You love the concept of baseball. No, it's like, but to me, it is more of a summer chill. Like baseball is is just like the perfect summer chill. I love it. It's always on in the background. I don't know if I'm watching. It's always on. I love the Blue Jays. I love two teams. Uh, the Chargers, definitive gap, the Blue Jays. So much that you don't even care to watch their games. That's There's 162 of them. I Not want, anymore. There's zero. I and watch, it turns out no one cares. I watch except way. For some, no. Except for you and Tim. I watch way too many games. I watch way too many games. Going to that that horrible ballpark, you couldn't pay me, though. Also, on the weekend, says it's top 65 and ties make the cut. And there was an odd number of players who made the cut this weekend. So we ended up on both days, one guy going out and playing by himself as the first grouping out. It was Hadley on Saturday and Brian Stewart on Sunday. Uh, they went 12 under combined in those two rounds, Jeff. You think there's anything to that, or was it just you weren't even listening? No, to me. I know exactly what you're saying. You were looking at your phone. No, I'm <laughs> checking off my notes because I had a lot of them, and I just had to cross a lot of things off because we talked about them, and I don't want to get lost because I got a lot of things to say. And I know what you said the first guy out playing without the marker, all by himself, uh, crushing it. I would say I don't know what to do with that because 99% of the time when that's happening under normal golf circumstances, that guy's playing without anyone anyway. Like, there's no fans really there at 7.30 when this guy's playing they, his round Do they round usually anyway. play with a marker? Like or, no, or without one? No, probably not. Because they're say. playing without one now. Yeah, uh, normally they don't. It seems like only the majors are like a gust yeah, I wasn't, makes you I throw wasn't sure about that. It just seems strange that both of those guys went out and basically put up the round of the day. It was round of the day for Stewart. I think Hadley was 6-under, Reed was 7-under, something like that on Saturday. It just seems strange. that Maybe it was just happened to be those two guys. Maybe that there's nothing to read into that whatsoever. But I would be thinking, if I was playing round three showdown on the weekend, take that guy. Take the guy playing by him. And it might not even happen if an even number of players actually make the cut. So something to watch out for. What else you got before we get into the heritage? 
Oh, probably too many things. A lot of it's heritage. You, uh, if it if it's heritage related, you, you can make those pass. Anything non heritage related you wanted to bring up? Uh, this would have been U.S. Open week. Okay, that's all. Father's Day coming up. Shout out to all the fathers out there. Um, if you did, if you dipped your toe into the golf tub this weekend, you're in. You might have gotten addicted. Like what a week! What a week! I hope. Like anybody, you know, we got hit up with some people, never really did it before. Um, like forgetting any, forgetting anything to do with us, like anybody anywhere. Uh, DraftKings, I saw, may have even reported they took more golf action this week than like ever before in their sports book. Uh, people could have gotten addicted. If you were part of that final hour, doesn't matter who your ticket was, you might be looking for the board this afternoon. It's almost like CBS did a co-sponsorship with Buffalo Wild Wings to press the Buffalo Wild Wings button for that final like <laughs> final hour. It's just like, whoa, here we go. And if you had a ticket basically on anyone who mattered that made the weekend, they were in it at some yeah, point. Yeah. And like you got the sweats, be like, oh my God. Like, imagine if you'd never bet golf before and you bet, I don't know, Xander, for example. Incredible. 28 to 1, 30 to 1, whatever you got yeah. him at. Be like, I bet a hundred bucks. I can win three thousand bucks here, and then you miss a two-foot putt, and you're like, oh my God. What's going on? But like the the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, hitting the, the bogey on fifteen, making and the forty foot putt, putt, and then to get it. Uh, yeah, then to get it back on what sixteen or seventeen, uh, just insane, insane. And then to miss it on eighteen by like what looked to me to be center cup, uh, left one short like he did a lot early in the round. You're in. You're in. You're looking for the number. And this week, usually is even better for that kind of thing. Seven consecutive winners at the RBC Heritage have come back on Sunday. The the last year when CT Pan won, he came back from two on Dustin Johnson to win in the final round. Before that, I don't think anything had been below four. So save some betting bullets for Sunday. There's someone from down the board who's going to make a run because Heritage, the most successful event of my DraftKings wagering career. Uh, so it's always a fond spot in my heart. It's always usually the week after the Masters, so you don't see a field like we're seeing right now. Top six players in the world in this field. First time since 1986 that the top three players in the world have gone to Harbor Town. We're off bent grass. We're back on Bermuda grass. But it's another short course. This one just a pace under 7,100 yards. 7,099 yards. But add a par five to the card because it is a par 71. Uh, you can get, I even looked at the early weather report. There's going to be wind. There's going to be rain. There's been more gusty rounds over 17 miles per hour in wind than there has rounds below 10 miles per hour the past two years. Like this is going to be a fun one. This is a course that plays to almost any sort of skill set. We thought that last week, but as it turned out, a lot of the bombers could just cut the corners. Wasn't that big of a deal. And maybe we'll see guys attempt that again this week, but there's a lot of forced layups at Harbor 10. Just think about 18 where if you try to drive it too far on 18, you're in that like weird marsh in between. Bryson did it uh, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, there's like wood-paneled it... marshes, right? Yeah. Is that what time? Yeah, yeah, very familiar. So, I've died so there before. So it's a short course. It's a Pete Dye course. Uh, you can hit up my column in the description of this video or podcast or up on dkplaybook.com. I have the list of all the Dye courses, the corollary courses, and the full write-up. But I'm excited for this one. You want to get into it? Approach. You want to... It's not even just about like... You need to be an excellent approach player. But it's not even about hitting fairways. There's, we talked a little bit about how Colonial is a historic course that is somewhat strategic. This one is entirely strategic. Like, you're better off being in the right rough on a lot of holes than in the left fairway 
just because you actually have a shot at the green from there. So it's constructed in a really weird way. Usually that leans Bryson when you think about that. I'm really upset Tiger's not playing because I think Tiger would have done really well at this. Like the version of Tiger that we have right now is perfectly tailored for Harbor Town. I'm upset Tiger's not playing because I saw numbers today and I could imagine what it could be like if Tiger was here. Tiger Memorial, right? That's when we see him. And he tricked a lot of people. Apparently, some sites were offering bets would he play, and people were, like, pounding the yes. Well, his like, yacht, was, his yacht was on his way to Hilton Head Island. Yeah, that was Riggs. Barstool. I don't know. Threw that out there. And then a lot of credible people, not to say I back Riggs and Barstool. They're credible. I fucking love Barstool. Um, you would love Barstool, wouldn't you? Love it. <laughs> that, that, Honestly, that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> no. I don't want to could go too long and you used to care like i was like oh barstool's great like they cultivate like people going through tables and snorting blow at the bills games <laughs> into like i just love what they're offering i love it i love it and guess what should i shut You're up still now? talking what the fuck are you doing i don't know <laughs> love more harbor town boards okay <laughs> hey let me just throw the harbor town board up and then you can start out of this. Key stats for the week. Strokes gained approach, like I mentioned. Uh, there's also three par threes that are 175 to 200 yards. Two of them play as the five most difficult on the course. So I just sectioned that out when I was parsing through Fantasy National. Just added that in. This one's worked out for me in the past. Uh, this model. It's been a very successful model for me. So I'm just going to stick with it and see how it does for me. So like this should be, even off the high of last week, a disciplined me would just tail the male Harbor Town model. That I don't know because there's a bit of it's hard to really say. Like Hideki rates out really well, but this is his first event back. As it turned out, for some people, it didn't make any sort of difference. But for someone like Webb, Webb was a disaster in round one. He was fine in round two. He, back, he was back to playing like Webb again, but he put himself into such a hole right away, couldn't get out of it. That some guys are going to be rusty, some guys aren't going to be rusty. That I think I'd probably just go with the guys who played last week, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm curious. I'm talking to Raza tomorrow on the DraftKings show. How to approach someone like it's Hideki, Hatton, and Snedeker are the three guys who are like good, who are rejoining the field. I have a full list of them in my column. Like Henley and those sorts of guys are all okay. coming back after the first week. So this web thing. Yeah. Tuesday, Monday through Wednesday, a lot of like snickering at me. Like people couldn't comprehend that we had talked, uh, we, I had talked myself full circle into everything was sort of a joke on this like whole like kids and nanny thing. People got really like upset at that take. Um, well, it's pretty ludicrous. Whatever. It was a joke. So people that took it seriously to begin with turned out were right. one thing. That being said, Friday night, I got hit up with a consortium of tweets thanking them for it. So no one else, I said it was just a non-kids leaderboard then? Um, I mean, no, right. like as it pertained to Webb, but I didn't know anything. I was just using him as an example because he was the shortest priced player in the field who had kids like older than five years old who like needed like things anyway it was all a joke so no people from before can chill and people from like after i didn't need any props for it either i certainly didn't anticipate the like second best iron player in the world not being able to hit an iron couldn't hit an iron couldn't putt couldn't drive the ball couldn't ship in round one it all got sorted out in round two except for the putting the putting was still a disaster but the irons 2.4 strokes gained on approach in round two. So happy to see that. The last time I remember something like this 
in general was Phil the week before he won at Pebble was at Waste Management and he was god awful in round one. In round two, like he he didn't make the cut, but when you looked at his round two stats versus his round one stats, his round two stats were immaculate. His round one stats were terrible. And it kind of masked the fact that he was, oh, he got that round out of the way. He played a lot better. He's fine. That's kind of how I feel about Webb going into this week. Top of the board. Rory playing this event. He's 11 to 1. JT, 14. Bryson, 14. That's Tim's pick, by the way. He's one and done this week. Bryson DeChambeau. John Rahm, 18 to 1. Xander, 20. Morikawa, 25. Webb, Sungjae, Reed, 28 to 1. Unlike last week, I actually... I preached some caution after I got too hyped up last week and started clicking on all the names. I've only actually bet two guys and no one from the top. One, two long shots, just I wanted to get it on the odds right away. One of them was Luke List, just because I couldn't help myself on that one. But at the top, the two that I'm looking at right away, the three that I'm looking at right away, I'll probably have to parse this out. I think Justin Thomas is in a really nice spot. He just, he sucked on the greens on Sunday, but he gained seven strokes on approach last week. This is a perfectly tailored course for him. He's been driving the ball really well until like, you know, last week he had gained like eight straight, and then last week he was right around even. The, the irons were on, the putter let him down. We're back on Bermuda. I'll probably be back on Webb now at a better price at 28 to 1. I think Sungjae, this is a short Bermuda course. This is Sungjae's thing. Crank up the wind, and he's even better. That was, those would be my three looks off the top. I think Rory's still too short. Still too short, but they're realizing that you can't really price anyone as short as they priced him last week. Not with the top five guys around. That being said, see, it's weird because we got Burger in the end. That Burger was, what, 60, 66? There were some early 80s. Yeah, some Some real early, like, as the boards came out last week on Monday, I think some people shot an 80 or popped an 80 uh, to one on him. But it felt like for a while I was sitting at home telling myself, seeing the leaderboards through the tournament, being like, you know, Pat was sort of bang on, like for all that like early instinct of being, oh, just gonna like take a bunch of like long shots because this tournament was so random. You quickly realized, no, this felt more like a WGC, how this leaderboard was going to play out. WGC FedEx Cup, the type of winner we were probably going to get, um, specifically from a, a price point. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Berger ends up crashing through, and yeah, if you you can make your tie in, like Berger, you know, was once one of these guys. Sure, so a bit of an outlier in the end, but all week it felt like it was going to line up that you were sort of bang on and saying, no, no, chill on like thinking you need to just fire bombs. Really do see this board like you would a FedEx Cup event. And you that's where um, you normally like to bet. And that's where you thought it was going to come. It didn't in the end, but I see myself approaching this much the same. Yeah, I think while we keep getting these stacked fields, and that's a result of having these stacked fields, that the gap between the number one player and like the number 20 player isn't as pronounced. And the gap between the number 20 player and the number 60 player isn't quite as pronounced and as it used to be either. So like those guys are all in range. And like Berger's a good player. Like if you run that final round like 100 times, I don't know how many times he wins, maybe like three, but he won. That's all that really matters. I think the early mathematician models uh, had him at like a 4.6. <laughs> uh, so good guess. And I don't think any player, Pat, who hasn't been here before will really have a hard time grasping it 
It's a beautiful course. It's an old timey course. One of the best. But I wa- would one of the best to watch on TV throughout but, the course of the. But I year. don't think I'm not concerned. If you want to just be worried that guys are showing up here for the J- first. JT has never played here. I have no worries. Rory's never played here. I have no. Worries. They'll walk it tomorrow, or they'll walk it a couple times in the week. I don't want to date anything as to when you're watching, but they'll walk it. Um, they'll be fine. There's no intricacies where like they need to like partner up with a guy that's been here 50 they're not like oh jim will you practice with me to jim furick like i need to learn this place it's not really like that no i think this will allow for more of just because the way this course is set up that we might get more of the field back in play in terms of like the shorter hitters that we kind of expected last week didn't really come to fruition because the bombers really took advantage of it it's just gonna be hard to bomb at this course i mean the par fives or one thing, you're going to be able to hit driver on all of those. But there's a lot of par fours where you have to check up. Uh, that just puts everyone back into play. But it's the things, like I said, like being on the right side, maybe even the rough is sometimes better than the left side on the fairway. Like that little bit of knowledge should help. But someone like Morikawa, it's not going to matter. He's just going to stripe it down the middle and hit his irons to like 10 feet. Maybe he can make some putts. Some of the smallest greens on tour, though. So you're not going to see a lot of three putts simply because greens aren't that big. Yeah. And a lot of feeling sort of like colonial in the sense that there are some great course history players, but how does that leave them now that the good guys are here? These guys are here. Now we see we see Team RBC here every single year. So we've seen a lot of Jason Day over the years. We've seen a lot of Dustin Johnson over the years, along with every Canadian player in the field. But Kucher, Kucher, here that chip. No, that's that's a. He didn't win with the chip in here. Was that the one versus Matt Jones, or am I mixing up Kucher wins? No, Matt Jones. Kucher, I believe Kucher did chip in here to win, but he lost on a chip in to Matt Jones. Oh. I believe at Colonial from last week. Maybe it was Byron Nelson, somewhere in Texas. Anyway, who do you like from the top? Uh, Bryson. Makes sense. He was excellent. I just, he's, it's not just the driving, it's that he's even acknowledging the wedges, and he'll just got to tinker. He's got to figure out those rugby arms on the putting thing. The putting was fine. It was, it was the up and down that wasn't great. Like in sand traps, he was bad. Yeah. Just, just got to work on it. If you, um, if you believe in Bryson, it was a, as great a first week as there could be outside of coming home with the trophy. And I loved when he let Nance know it ain't over. <laughs> It ain't over. Tough holes coming in. He and Morikawa, if he didn't hit the tree, and and there was a very good chance we almost had a seven way playoff. Who wasn't? If you didn't have anything, who couldn't have been rooting for that that playoff? I'll tell you who never roots for a playoff in football, basketball, nothing in golf. My wife, your wife, or sixty minutes. (laughs) And she doesn't care who wins, who loses. No playoff. She she, she roots for over. (laughs) So. Remember we used to have a thing where back the guy who came back, the good player who came second the week before they usually tend to break through the next week. Adam Scott used to be the king of this. Do you go back to Morikawa? Um, you can make the case. Maybe you can make the case for any of these guys. They're all the best players. I in the like world. it. But who are you making the case for besides Bryson? I, Xander seemed to be totally on point again. Um, yeah, I would say Bryson Xander Morikawa, but I, I don't know where that money would come from. Could it be time to get on him? I, I, I will be on him. I'm just. I'm you waiting. bet him last week, right? Yeah. 
He he's basically Korean Matt Kuchar. Yeah, he seems like he, a. He, you know, he came tenth last week. Yeah, you know, it seems <laughs> like a guy like you could just feel safe. Oh, you want to give me like a twenty-eight to thirty-three to one? Like throwing it in there. Yeah, he should win once every thirty-three. He should, hell, he should probably win like once every fifteen times. I know that he hasn't done that, but he's no longer a rookie. He's won already this year. He's basically in contention every single week. And this is the type of course where I like I, him. I would like to make a play down here. And then I want to come back with like a couple bangers in in on the next on the next level. But I don't know who. And even Justin Thomas, I honestly didn't really think about him because I'm so hyper obsessed with Bryson that maybe I don't know. Why not just look into that a little bit? Well, I would say that when you try to parse out similar type courses, obviously you have your like list of Pete Dye courses, which this does correlate with, obviously. Uh, a lot of crossover leaderboards. Uh, RSM is probably the closest type of course. It's like an hour and a half away. It's on Sea Island in Georgia. Uh, but no one ever plays that event. It's like the last one of the year. Webb actually lost in a playoff this year. But Sony, Honda, Colonial, Sedgefield, all the short Bermuda courses on tour. Justin's won at two of those already. So I look into him, man. I like yeah. him this week. And I, I don't know if I can pull the trigger at 14 to 1, depending on what what else I want to do. Like... One Justin Thomas equals a bet equals a bet on you know Dustin and Brooks if I wanted to. Oh well, they. I'm not saying that I am doing that, but that's what I it might. equals. Uh yeah, absolutely. And even Xander. Oh, we talked about how close it was, but you mentioned sort of the Greenbrier comp that you thought it could work well for him last week. And Bubba too. Bubba played. Yeah, Bubba played really good. Oh, we're gonna have our Bubba week next week. Back uh, to Travelers. Uh, he could be there. Could he be he there. will be there. I was surprised to see Bubba play well. Me too. To be perfectly honest. Makes sense, though. Yeah, now that after the fact, it makes sense. And there were so many layers that had to come in here. Oh, Xander won? Well, guess what? Uh, Pat gave the Greenbrier uh, comp. Guess what? He won his first event like the Tournament of Champions like a year and a half ago. Oh, guess what? Who, like, never plays and shows up, like, once every two months and win? Like, Xander. Like, I don't know, it all kind of pointed to, like, it being a perfect case um, for him. So next level of guys. But who do you make that case for for the second place thing? Because you said the Morikawa form, but you could argue all those guys. Well, he didn't. Those guys didn't come in second place. They came in third place. Yes, but, I mean, second to third in how it happened. No, I'm saying is... distinctly second place. Okay, well, I'm saying there is a plethora of players that are riding really good form and like you said a couple times even not to dismiss Hideki didn't seem like any majority of guys didn't miss a beat no they didn't granted there's a few that did and I'm happy to see the numbers so we'll get there Hideki 30 Spieth 30 Rose 30 Dustin Brooks Berger Woodland 35 Cooch 40 Fowler Finau Grace 50 Brooks and Dustin stick out to me. Dustin was the 54-hole leader at this course last year before shooting a 77 on Sunday. I don't know how poorly he did play last week, though. Like, did he play poorly or did he just score horribly? Let's find out. I believe he played poorly. Well, that's never fun. Uh, gained off the tee, as he does. That's, that's that good. doesn't really matter. But no. I mean, Here, it, it, this, ma it matters, but not like he's going to gain off the tee. Horrible with his approaches. Couldn't chip, couldn't putt. I'm off. Can't do it. 
Any sign of life, I would do it. I would do it. Like Brooks also didn't. Brooks made the cut, but he also couldn't hit his irons to save a lick. But you saw that, like, I was wrong to pivot from the card. I could have had the exact same card last week and had Jordan Spieth instead of Brooks Kepka on it, and I would have felt more surrounding the leaderboard and still lost. That being said, um, in that sense, I was wrong, but I saw enough from Brooks that I, if anyone wanted to get on again here or get on for the first time, I, I didn't, I saw enough that could warrant that. I think I would like, he, he played horribly and kind of put up decent, like a fair number. All putting. Put the lights out. Hate that. What do you do with Grace. We, we talked on Sunday morning. Just like, hopefully he has a bad Sunday. Do we get on him? But oh, it was really strange. He played really well through three rounds and it went away on Sunday. He's won here in the past. He, That's he nice. won the week after Willett. Yeah. I mean, that we was just a back. magic carpet ride. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been I funny. don't love the 50 to 1, though. Like, Because you have someone like Kucher, who always typically plays well at this course. Rose played really well last week. And he plays really well at Pete Dye courses, and by and large. Like, he's still only 30 to 1. <coughs> His first week back with new set, and all of a sudden he looks like Justin Rose again. Good for our Masters bet. Did you make that Masters bet, or did I just no. make that Masters bet? I, you made it. You touted it. I even gave it out to friends who like Rose. I just didn't. I don't. The just, number's nice. You just and don't I, like. You, you let your personal bias get in on Justin Rose. I bet Justin Rose I could bet him this week, but I don't see the Masters win. I acknowledge I it was a great number and I promoted it to to friends of mine that you like like friends that I know like Justin Rose, like this makes total sense and they bet it and they've complimented me for it cuz I think it's down. The Masters presented by Morgan Stanley. Also, I saw someone throw this out here. Who knew Charles Schwab was like a real dude who was alive? Oh, yeah, no. I've been watching. I've seen a few enough Ch- colonials. Chucky, Chucky, Schwab. yeah, real dude, real dude. I assumed it was some guy from like yeah, the he, 1830s. No, he. This guy uh, built it. Does that mean like Morgan Stanley is a real person? I thought those were two last names, but like, could Morgan Stanley just be a guy? I'm not sure if they've been Tim a, Mastercard. I only know Schwab because of the golf that it's alive and it's him. But you're right. You hear that, you assume like it's a generational yeah. thing. Um, no, we're still on generation one. With that company. Okay. I don't know if I'm taking any of these guys. I want to bring something up here. Okay. Normally around this time. Well, no, this is weird now. Normally around the lead up to the majors, like when things are happening in Florida and events happen, we're all like, oh, this guy from the majors. Like, right? Like, because we're all like gung ho on the masters is coming. Mm-hmm. And the books are like very onto that. Um, I don't think the books are really doing anything with the PGA championship. I didn't notice any burger moved up. That was about it. Um, I think, yeah, I just, so how do I put this? Like when you compare certain odds from that week to this week, it's literally insane. And the only people that are missing are Tiger and a couple Europeans. Tiger, Fleetwood, Cantlay. That's about it. Stenson. Stenson. This was the Stenson track, yeah, right? This was no, like no. the one and done. No, no. He's no? Never, he's, I don't think he's ever played here. Oh, Valspar. Sorry, mixed it up. My bad. Uh, similar though, right? Or are you going to tell me not at all? It's a different, like it's similar in the fact that it's shorter. It's and Bermuda tree line, and tree line, but it's, it's a way different. Like Valspar is long. 
like yeah. compared harder, to, a lot harder. Like it's a it's a short course by and large when you look at it like on a scorecard, but when it actually plays, there's a lot of hidden length in it. There's not with this one. Um, like the to bet Brooks, just saying to win the PGA Championship, you're still looking at like an 11, 12, 14 to one. But here he's sitting at a 35 per se. Um, I like the Brysons out there at 28 for the PGA. We're happy with our Masters tickets, but that was supposed to be the first major. It's not anymore. Do you have any thoughts on these guys? Brooks Kepka, I could go right back there. Uh, Matt Kuchar. Kuchar makes 40. a lot of sense. Uh, might be the safest pick in this yeah, range. I don't know about that. He has not been as good this year. But he's, he's getting up there. We, we forget about that. Like, he's going to pop every now and then, but I don't think he's going to generate the same sort of consistency as we've seen from him in the past. He's an old man. He's not Tiger Woods. He's not um, not Tiger Woods, and I've bet Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I saw that. I, I mentioned to you, someone made the, someone was trying to figure out when they saw the opening odds. You got him at like 70 to one or something. 66. Yeah, and there was a 70 on a book that I didn't have money in, so I took the 66 because I had money in there and... But then it all, like, dropped. Yeah, he's 50 now. 66 seems fair. Someone pointed out to me, they were like, I can't believe Brooks, who's been playing so poorly, is 35 to 1, and Ricky is 50 to 1. Like, they're basically the same guy. Brooks has almost as many major victories as Ricky does career wins. Like, let's be real here. Okay, a couple things. Ricky is the most overvalued. Like, now he's no longer... 50 to 1 is overvalued for what his, like, upside is. He should be, like, 75 to 1. Like, 66 to one's fine, but now he's creeping back up because people love Ricky Fowler and think that he's awesome. I was thrilled to take the 66. At that 30-33 where he'd sort of even been stapled, you could say some events like lower with full fields, uh, insane. Like, if he was 33 right now and you could bet him or Sung J.M., you'd be crazy to bet Ricky Fowler over Sung J.M. They're on two completely different planets, uh, in my opinion. But at 66 to 1, I'm going to fire that. Uh, Not only does it allow me to bet Ricky Fowler, Pat, without dipping like nearly as much into my weekly equity for the field of bets that I'm going to make. So that felt good in a sense. Um, He historically plays fantastic after horrible weeks. Does he or do you just remember that? No, he does. Kenny's got the stats. Okay. Kenny Kim. I didn't look into it. I'm just wondering. If- now, I could put my own negative spin on it. Okay. Because I, I'm not just, I, I could see it from all circles. Do you know what I think really aids that stat? Even though his player's win came. Is because he always ends up missing the cut at Farmers than like winning Phoenix? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. The Marietta, California kid will always show up and play poorly at Torrey Pines and his next start out is always Phoenix where he plays great, but his win at the Honda was off a horrible week and his players win was off uh, a bit of bad, bad run. Sweet. So, no. Nothing like looking at stats from 35 years ago, winning the players. How long ago was that now? Half a decade more. Oh, we've been doing 14. I think. No way. No way. 2015, 16, probably. If Willett won them, what year did Willett win the Masters? 16. It's got to be right around there because we were doing this thing. Were we doing it when Fowler won? Yeah, because Sergio Kisner, we had tickets. It was yeah. a fun week. It was actually a painful win from a betting 
perspective that day, but uh, so for me, for me in this range, I'm going to give a look to Rose Woodland because I do every single week. I still think that Rose might be undervalued at 30 with the way that he kind of showed some form, and I'll have a look at Grace, but I'm not in on any of those guys. So let's go to this next level. What? what, what you got more guys you want to bet from? I here? just want to just ask because um, he kind of like completely unnoticed, and I didn't even give him a look last week, but he didn't score that poorly. Tony, yeah. You want to bet Tony Fino to win golf tournaments? You you go nuts. I bet fifty to one. I don't hate it. Like when they put him at thirty, that's all. It's it's better odds than we normally get. Sure, I agree with you. Probably not going to take it. Next range. This is where my first bet of the week actually came in. So, I mentioned that someone like Webb uh, had a you know a very poor round one. Kind of got everything back ball striking wise. Couldn't putt round two. Ends up missing the cut. So I think that he's primed to do really well at a course that really suits him well back on Bermuda. There's another guy who kind of fell into the same bucket last week. Struck the ball incredibly well. Gained off the tee for the first time in like can I guess eight starts. And I don't even need him to be gaining on the tee. Just don't lose like five strokes off the tee and then just play like normally for yourself. And all of a sudden his odds have fallen off the face of the earth. He's ninety to one. Who is he, Jeff? You told me that already, so that'd be cheating. Kevin, nah, 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 nah. Our guy, man, the guy has two wins in the last year. Can't win at Heritage? You kidding me? You could definitely win at Heritage. It's Can a, he win at Heritage versus this field? Maybe. The you guy get a nice each way. You can guy, play the each the way at the ninety. Un- it's ninety to one. The guy gets unconscious when he starts putting. Did he get the masseuse? He, he, he lost like four strokes putting last week. That's why he missed the cut. I was about to guess who you were playing, but I knew that one. But you have a second bet in this range, too, it seems like. No. The other one's a real long one. Oh, you told You already teased the other one. Luke List, 140 to 1. <laughs> why the F not? Yeah, why not? He's, he's hot form coming why in. Why not? Other than that, the guys I looked at from this range uh, that I gave some consideration to. Kisner? Maybe. Um, Horschel was one at 80. I didn't think that he played all that poorly. Um, underachieved last week. Lowry, I could go go back to him. Obviously, he missed the cut, didn't play well, but a lot of that, again, was putting-related. So those would be the two. But it just to me, Nah really stuck out. Neiman had two great rounds. One of them, he jarred an eagle from the middle of the fairway on 17. Didn't, it was like Sung Kang made a hole-in-one. Didn't know that, but I appreciated everything because I had him in a lot of places. Someone like Harris English, I think, is interesting for DraftKings only because everyone in the world was on him last week. Corey Connors was getting a good putting week. Was. And then he went full. If you have ever laid money on Corey Connors. I do it. Whole, I do it all the time, too. I didn't last week, but I normally do. Hole one on Sunday was the epitome of Corey Connors. It's like we talk, It's like he's the worst version of Morikawa. Because, honestly, when Connors is rolling, he's hitting it to the middle of the fairway. He's sticking his irons to 25 feet and two-putting for par. Sometimes he makes those putts. Scores on some par threes when he jars it in close. Scores on some par fives. But when he misses a green, it just sounds right in at least a bogey. Like, he missed the green. Like, he tried to lay up, missed the green on the short side on hole number one. Tried to get it up and down. Didn't even make it to the green. Like, the guy has no short game to speak of. And... With the greens being so small here, he has he has the irons to play really well here. The problem is, it was like Dillette that. Remember when Dillette was running? He's basically Graham Dillette. <laughs> is who he is. Was, you said last week, he's Canada's Byung Hun An. Yeah. Except Ann has a short game. Like, Ann is one of the best players on tour from around the greens. He has touch. 
Connors has zero touch. But I believe Dillette was leading after three rounds here one year. I think he had hit every green in regulation. And he went to the final round as the leader. And he finally started missing some greens in regulation. It was like instant double. Him here and Valspar were actually two great Dillette courses. Yeah, when you're a good ball striker, you're always going to pop up. Like It's like why Keegan Bradley has so many top 10 finishes in his career. He's a bad putter, but ball striking is always more important than that. And then the week that you hit the putts, like Connors did that week last year at Valero, and all of a sudden you win. Like what? It's going to happen for Ben Ann some week. Maybe this is the week for Ben Ann. Maybe he won't take a quintuple bogey on a hole this week. That was, did you see that? You're bad. He broke Torcast. It went down immediately after. They didn't know what to do. Broke a few times. Um, I liked it, though. But yeah, no, guys Guys can be live here. Like a Poulter, like it doesn't take much. Your game can play here. Gotta hit some and putts. And win. Hit some putts. You like play nothing and you're just going to save your weekend bullets? Like that's the narrative? No, I mean, I talked to I mean, the big three guys I talked about, Thomas, Webb, and M. I'll probably be on them when you take a 14, 28, and 28. Yeah, you got skip. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You disappear till nine. Yeah, no, that's how the card build works. Yeah, like if I uh, maybe I won't take Thomas, like I said, and take like Rose and Woodland or Rose and Grace, something like that. But if I don't, if I take Thomas, then that entire middle range is kind of off for me. Then it's not as the next one. Do you have anyone in here? Not really. No. Okay. So I don't. I hundred to ones then. Luke Liss, Siwoo Kim. Got to play Siwoo here. What's the number? 225. That was the worst. <laughs> it wasn't the worst, actually. No, exactly. It was yeah. very nice. He, well, he played so I, I don't even see his name. I mean, Wes Bryan is playing, by the way. First event since 2018 for Wesley Bryan, former champion oh, of this event. I'm trying to find his name on the odds list. I can't even find it, which means he's at least 350 to 1. It's going to get at least a top 20 bet from me. We didn't talk about Luke Donald. Oh, yeah, the Luke Donald classic. I forgot about that. Pass. Second. Exact finish. Second place. When was the last time he actually came second place at this tournament? Uh, probably two years ago. I mean, he, had, he was the guy who lost to Grace. I remember that. Probably two years ago, Pat. Because it got a second wind. Like, we were ready to put it to, to bed. And then he showed life here again, I want to say. Let's see. Yeah, this used to be his event, although he had never won it. Yeah, the last three years at Heritage, 33rd, miscut, 49th, 2nd, 53rd, 2nd, 24th. Oh, no, I have it mixed up between Northern Trends. Another guy with 33rd, miscut the last two years, 2nd, 2nd, 15th, 2nd, 3rd, four years before that. He also won the Valspar. Am I, I've completely made up a correlation during this show. I don't, I don't think that it's a made-up correlation. I just think that Valspar is harder. <laughs> I think this this course allows for even more shorter hitters to really get in on the mix. I mean, of course he won at Valspar. There was a point when Luke Donald was the number one player in the world. He could win anywhere. He almost won the fucking Masters. <laughs> he beat Els and Fowler, I want to say, in a playoff. Els missed like a two-footer as I, only Ernie can, I think. I thought he I thought he won that in like a six-man playoff. Might have been, but uh, the names from it that I remember. Damn, there was something I got, else. I got to find this guy now. Because I was talking to Ra he, It's Raza's guy. He's $6,000 on DraftKings. I'm going to play him on DraftKings. Victor Perez who? No, it was someone who struck the hell out of the ball last week and lost almost eight strokes putting in two rounds. Something he's been known to do here. Yeah, 600 to one. 
Guess who's getting my money at 600 to 1? Who? Bill Haas. Member of that big money lineup that I had at this tournament two years ago. Who is the player? I saw you comment to someone's tweet who just showed a bunch of stats for this week, and you're like, people are going to catch on to him. Oh, it's Bryson. Catch on. That was the joke. Oh. No one's going to notice that. Yeah, here it is. In two rounds last week, Bill Haas gained one stroke off the tee, four and a half strokes on approach, lost nine strokes putting. Nine in two rounds. Why would you Would you bet J- Jason Kokrak? Okay, so, 70 seems like a great yeah, number because when he was in form. I've seen, like, I've seen it as low as 35 in some spots. Wouldn't bet that. 70's a, a completely fair price. I'm just saying, when we've seen Jason play well before, like the books crushed him, sort of like this 35 that's somewhere in the universe you're talking about. It was on DK Sportsbook. Um, they've got some great numbers, though. Some, yeah, it's, it's, it's different Shop, guy to guy. Yeah, as Cam always taught me, it's like you got to play your grocery flyers. So here's something interesting. Maybe you'll enjoy this. He gained 5.2 strokes at putting. Last week, Jason Kokrak did. Uh, not very typical of Jason Kokrak, someone who's a horrendous putter, but that's two in a row. He came 18th at the API, gained two and a half strokes putting. Over five strokes last week. The last time he actually gained three tournaments in a row on the greens, Valspar last year, second place. Remember, he couldn't get it up and down when I had the outright yeah. on him. He was 40 to one that week, too. Paul Casey, right? Yeah. Valero, the week after. 5.7 strokes putting, didn't qualify for the Masters, played the Heritage, seven strokes putting. Came 16th here last year. So that was the last time he put three consecutive events. He also gained a stroke and a half around the greens last week. Um, he hadn't gained more than a stroke around the greens since the Northern Trust last year. That was 17 tournaments ago. Listen, every time he was on TV, he was sticking it to eight feet, Cat. <laughs> <Right>, exactly. <laughs> well, they, they actually cut to post it at one point. From like 40 feet away, it was the first time they had showed him all day. I was like, oh my God, if they're showing him, he's making this. This is going to be great. He didn't make it. I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for nothing. He was already like three under on the day. It's a bit high for me. Sabatini snuck into the mix. Sneaky. Always sneaky. But, oh yeah, McDowell was the one I wanted to look at. He missed the cut, but I thought he was playing pretty well. Yeah. Two tournaments in a row he's gained on approach. Bled a ton of strokes putting last week, but he's won this event before, and he's the king of coastal courses, man. Yeah. Ratchet up the win, and all of a sudden, Graham McDowell's in play. I mean, did you run off? The past winners, it's like McDowell, Kuchar, Wes Bryant, Kadira. It's Pan, Kadira, Wes Bryant, Brennan Grace, Furick, Kuchar, Snediger. McDowell. Like, it's McDowell. the same guy, but then you have to gauge. But like, now Rory's here. Yeah, and if Dustin... Well, bad Rory. Rory McIlroy. Not the Slovakian <laughs> king. Good Rory. Like, do you go back to Werner? He's 175 and to 1. He pin-stuffed it all week. You know what? I'm betting Varner Because that guy's a fucking man. Isn't he from... You don't... You don't he's from what? North Carolina? Uh, he went Carolina? to ECU. He's, he's, he's from the he's Carolinas. Got, yeah, he's got ties. He's got ties. Um... You don't make a triple on one and do what he did. I thought he was going to go full Keegan. Like, oh, you're a man. You're not a boy. Guaranteed I'm betting Harold Varner. 175 to 1? Oh, How did his number get bigger? I don't know. 
Like I, 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 I actually don't understand why. Like, I, why, I, why is Zach Johnson 150 to one? Who's like dead? I understand the ask on Varner is huge, like to win the event, this field, insane ask. But how after how he played last week does he go from like 175 to one to remaining at 175 to one? I don't even know what he was last week pre-term. I know you had the 125 to one first round. Cut in half to 62 and a half to Do one. Do it again. You got to put him on this week's card at I'm that I'm actually going to wait for the tee times to come. Although it worked out last week. I'm going to wait for the tee times to come Oh, you out. didn't wait last no, time? No, I got, I got real hyped last week. <laughs> I made all my bets on Monday and then sat there like, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what to say next. I'm just looking at this entire range. Like Mav McNeely actually had a pretty good... Uh, weekend, he kind of stormed up a little bit. Hadwin still 125 to one. He kind of lurked, but couldn't get anything going on the weekend. So there's guys for sure. Killa Keith, 250 to one, back on Bermuda. Would you go back to your boy EVR? I don't know. Uh, 225, you were pretty high on him last week. Yeah, and he was a disaster. He still rates out really high in the model. I'll give him that much. He's 18th over the last 50 rounds. In the modeling, really bad around the greens, as I come to discover. Where has he played well? He played really well in Mexico. That's a really short course. It's just, it's hard to get a gauge on him because he only plays like WGCs and majors. He played Honda and Charles Schwab and missed the cut in both. Like a regular tour event. I might just go back to Todd. Say, screw it. He was so bad last week, though. Okay, I got a question. All right, hit me. Here's this. I never heard of him. 125 to 1. You've never heard of someone at 125 to 1? Adam Hadwin? Oh, yeah. I just put the little star next to his name. I just, I just talked about him. You just weren't listening. Never heard of him. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get the joke in. I could have done it when I was talking about him. He will be mic'd up this week, by the way. Good. Um, After no one volunteered. <laughs> can I give you some really silly... F- I found it funny, Minutia, that everyone will probably find really boring. Sure. PXG is suing TaylorMade for a copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. Tim's PSG. Or, P- yeah, PXG. PSG. Oh, that's the soccer team. Great. Uh, any- Pro- oh, I mean professional grass diving? Sure. Uh TaylorMade essentially accused them of, in like the legal write-up, saying there's absolutely no copyright infringement here. It's like an insane accusation. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but they went on to say that if we were trying to copy what you've created, it would have been an epic miscalculation on our part because you guys suck. (laughs) That's great. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, it's kind of uh, won't be hard to find an article on it because it sort of made the rounds this morning. Um, I don't know. So two other guys from way deep. Grio, is this the once every thirteen every thirteen tournaments, twenty tournaments where he can putt? Because the ball striking was there still for him last week. Couldn't putt. Uh, Kevin Streelman, one hundred and seventy-five to one. Another guy who struck it really well. Couldn't putt last week. No? I don't know. No. Give nope. me what could could you deep dive me the Norin stats from last week? I would guess it's a lot of putting, if I had to guess, but I think it took a turn on the weekend. Let's see. 
Yeah, he ended up losing across the board, basically, but he played all four rounds. Okay. I'll, I'll go round by round and take a quick peek at that, see what he was doing, where everything went wrong, was the result of one round. Final round was a disaster. Very bad. Very bad stuff. And lost almost four strokes putting in the final round as well. Uh, gained on approach rounds one and three. Gained tee to green rounds one and three. Yeah, one in, rounds one and three, he played really well. Here's another question. Because you mentioned the greens are small. If you got a chip and putt, you're kind of screwed here anyway. Um, and last week, I remember you sort of really wanted no part of him. Uh, but what about Hovland? Hovland, Hovland, people always. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like Ricky, isn't he? Like, why is he 60 to 1? Because he's like Ricky. I don't yeah. I don't know. I, you're saying that in the sense like Wolf is 175 and Hovland Yeah, Wolf 60? is 175, Hovland's 60. It, listen, it could definitely work. Hovland was good last week. He came 23rd. I think this is a course where he I think could. That, was that a Sunday charge, though, out yeah. of him? He had a nice Sunday this week. Because yeah. he made it on the number, I feel like. He was one of the first guys out Saturday, I want to say. Sure. And listen, he actually gained around the greens last week, which is shocking for him. I, I like him a lot. It just, I don't know. Who do you think has a better chance of winning this tournament? Victor Hovland or Kevin Na? Okay, fair. Yeah, I guess you could bet talking to the mic. You could bet Neiman at ninety. You're betting the same player, right? Yeah, I, I think Hovland's better than Neiman. Well, sorry, Hovland will be better yeah. than Neiman. I don't know if he is right now. Yeah, no, makes sense. So those are kind of the guys. Like I, I want to keep it kind of consolidated at the top. I think these long shot guys that I'll play like instead of betting Bill Haas to win at six hundred to one, although it'd be funny. I'll probably just bet him like top twenty at twenty two to one. I mean, one of my best bets last week was post in top 20, game 10th. Quick six and a half to one, move on your way. That's it? You good? Yeah. All right. Jeff Feinberg. Follow I me. don't. So you're not done. No, I am done because I got not. I, so I, when I say. I had a full card at this point last week. Now I, I don't know what the fuck. It's okay that on Monday morning you don't have an entire full betting card for golf that starts on Thursday. That's okay. I will be giving away all my plays on the live show on Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's when I'll finalize everything. I didn't want to get ahead of myself again this week. But the card was great. It was pretty good. We had time to think about it. Odds were out for a while. Oh, it's true. Speaking of which, get your shit together. No one cares about that site. Does anyone work there? No. They're off. Sometimes it feels like it and we take advantage. But in the middle of the afternoon on Monday when no one's at work, it's really annoying me. And of the 35 golf books you can bet from, you're upset about the one that doesn't have odds up. See, I, I like to see. I like one all my flyers. See who's got the sales. Quick picks for the Heritage. Like I mentioned, I'll be in on Webb and M. I'm waiting for better numbers. They're both 28 right now. I doubt that gets any worse based on this field. Might be able to catch a 33. We saw something like that last week. I'm in on Kevin Na with the each way at 90 to 1. The FOMO bets, of course, Luke Liston C. Woo! Kim, 140, 225, both with the each way. Look at, looking for a top 20 on Billy Haas. 
Uh, he's 600 to one to win outright, but like you said, you might be able to catch a 25 to one on a top 20. Struck the ball excellently last week, could not putt. And then I had the decision to make. Do I bet Justin Thomas at 14 to one, or do I take two guys in like the 30 to 50 range for the price of that? That's going to be my decision. Find out on Wednesday. But let me ask you a question, because you seem to make it like you hated that range. So if you didn't bet Justin Thomas, what were the bodies in that range you were looking at? The two guys that I said, Rose and Woodland. Okay. <laughs> you? The bet I have is is Ricky Fowler at 66 to 1. Uh, Bryson or Justin, I'm going to bet. That's I'm it? I'm going to bet. Uh, Harold Varner, 175. I don't understand the, di- like his, he's line, his number can't move up a point at a course that yes, it can work for anybody, but certainly will work for him. Uh, that's insane to me. And I can't not be on, I'm not this like every Siwoo thing, but there are certain places where I will certainly be on Siwoo Kim. It's 100% here. Remember to bet him. Don't play him in your DraftKings lineup. Because when he comes dead last, you're not going to want to see that all weekend. Uh, and I'm going to look at uh, Dustin Johnson's a complete red ink. He's complete red ink. There's just no sign of life in the approach to make me think that the approach and the putting can all just click. Uh, I don't hate what I saw from Brooks. And I might shock you. I could bet Justin Rose because I think it makes total sense. 30 to 1, a tremendous number. He's like an old guy course, too. So, uh, uh like a Bryson M. Rose and then completely go back to Fowler. Yeah, and then pop it off with something even behind it. Get it on Kevin Na. 90 seems fair. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Do it. One and done. Picks of the week. Tim, who is now like running away with the one and done. I went back and calculated everything because yeah, I had big trouble. Uh, Tim is way out ahead. By the way, over $3 million in winnings. I'm in second with just under $2 million, and you're right behind me, like 100000 behind, because I've gone back-to-back zeros, uh, and Tim has gone back-to-back second places with Leishman and Morikawa. Tim is taking Bryson DeChambeau as his one and done. Uh, you technically get to pick next, although I've already written in who I'm taking. It's quite remarkable. I used Burger two weeks ago. That's insane. Three weeks ago. Way more than that. Um... Three events ago. Are you going to Sung JM? I wrote one guy on the page for me. Are you fucking kidding me? And then I won't take it. Where's it? I wasn't <laughs> so looking Sung, at who Sung, you Sung used. J- no, 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 Sung no. Sung no, no, no. J for you. Thanks. No, no, no. Firstly, when you print me the sheet who's been used and my turn's to go before you, I'm not looking. I didn't look at who you've used because I don't care who you use. When I said I've already written in who I'm taking, you just decided not to listen to me? You gotta start listening. I didn't think it Open mattered. Up your ears. There. You're right. You're right. So you're taking Sungjae. No, I'm not. I'm letting you have him. And we'll both be happy when he wins. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Now I'm going to bet him so you could put him on the card. Morgan Stanley, baby. Let's go. Mr. Stanley will be so happy if he gets interviewed afterwards. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I really like what I saw. Me too. I thought he was fine. All right, that'll do it. Pat Mayo Experience. Play in the PME Open. Follow Jeff on Twitter at GFeinberg17. Follow me at the PME. 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I may be giving away Millionaire Maker tickets. That's where the giveaways will lie. The free money that Jeff promised that doesn't exist. Hopefully it comes through <laughs> in the version of free Millionaire Maker tickets this week, and it will likely be through Twitter. So follow me on there. Sub to the show audio version. Smash the like to the episode. Get some FantasyNational.com in ya. Use promo code Mayo or FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Get yourself 20% off. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!